Hi, and welcome back, everyone, to Reflect Forward. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins, and I am so happy you are here today. So today I want to talk about how to run an effective meeting. Uh, I've been thinking about this a lot because everybody is meeting out, and there are so many bad meetings out there, and I don't think leaders are putting enough focus on how they are structuring their meetings. Um, I love the statement, no agenda, no attenda. <laughs> uh, but the issue is, is that even if you have a good agenda, it doesn't make a meeting great. You can do a lot with an agenda to help put focus on the meeting, to make sure everybody understands what the meeting is for, and to get very clear on what kind of outcomes you expect from people. So I tend to organize my meetings around the outcome that I want and then set my agenda up. So the first thing we do is I think about why. Why are we having this meeting? What is the specific purpose? What do I want to accomplish from this meeting? That's very important. If you are not clear on that, then don't have the meeting. Next, think about what you want to talk about. What topics need to be on the agenda? what types of themes need to be covered, what information needs to be shared, or what information needs to be gleaned from the meeting. Then think about the questions that you want to ask around the what. This is really, really important. Even write the questions that you want to address in the agenda. This is so incredibly powerful because it helps people prepare. I know I hate going into a meeting cold where then someone asks me a question and I'm put on the spot where I might not give as thoughtful of an answer as I would have if I would have had time to prepare. So on all of my agendas, after I put the outcome of what I want, the why we're having this meeting, and then the topics, then I put the questions. Please be prepared to answer these three questions for this topic. It helps people come so much more prepared and it helps them participate in a way that's really impactful rather than either not saying anything because they didn't have time to think, which there are a lot of people, um, particularly introverts, who need time to process, or those of us who can just spew out an answer, but it might not be as thoughtful as it could have been. Next, think about who you want at the meeting. I am a big believer that if you have more than 10 people in a meeting, that it is the wrong meeting, that you have not tightened the agenda and you do not have a good communication plan after the meeting. If people are coming to meetings to find out information and not to actually participate, then your meetings are 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 ineffective and you need to rethink that. So think about who is attending and why they're attending and how they're going to participate and then how they're going to be able to share who they're going to be able to share the information or the outcomes of those meetings with um, once they are done. It's really important. Try to pare down the meetings. I think it is Jeff Bezos who has the one pizza rule. If you can't feed everybody in the meeting with one pizza, then it means that there's too many pe people in it. I tend to agree with that. And so really, really think about the size of your meetings and who's attending and the communication flow after the meetings. So it can be the right people, the right amount of people, and then the right communication afterwards. Next, you need to think about the timing of the meeting and how long you want that meeting to be. You want an effective uh, length of meeting, but you also don't want to schedule it for 
an hour when it can really get done in 45 minutes. So be really thoughtful about the agenda. And I know it can be tempting to try to put time limits on each of the topics so that way you, that you can flow through it. But having that type of rigid, rigidity, especially when you have an outcome um, of the meeting that really requires you know, brainstorming or really requires a lot of input or decision making, then that kind of rigidity can stop communication flow. So again, if in a meeting is really to share information, think about a different way to do that. And then don't jam your meetings filled with so many agenda items that you can't get to the heart of it. So I tend to think that for an hour meeting, you really shouldn't have more than three topics, um, maybe even two, if you really do need to get to uh, an outcome that everybody can buy into and that everybody gets to participate in. So really what you want to think about is how many topics you need from that meeting, what the outcome is, and then how long you think it's going to take to be able to get everybody's input, where everybody has the opportunity to answer the questions that you have set out, and then set the meeting length up around that. So that's how I run my meetings. I started doing this with my uh, board of directors, and it changed everything because I want my board to be able to come to our board meetings and provide a lot of impact. And setting up the agenda is really, really important. And so um, I had a good friend who guided me uh, in this, and now I use it in all of the meetings that I run, and I find that it's so much more effective. All right, well, hopefully that was a helpful tip for you on how to run an effective meeting. Anybody can use this. Um, and I'll have it in the show notes with those very specific things so that you can go onto my website and uh, be able to use it as a reference for how to run effective meetings. Okay, so question of the week. So I was invited to speak on stage at CEO Coaching International's annual summit. Um, CEO Coaching International is the firm that I use for executive coaching. My coach is Chris Larkins. He was my very first guest on this podcast. Uh, and so I love them. And they have an annual summit where they bring in phenomenal speakers. Jesse Itzler was there, uh, who's the husband of, of Sarah Blakely from Spanx. And he's done so many amazing things. Oh my gosh, he was such a great speaker. And Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street was there and, and just amazing, amazing speakers. But uh, Mark Moses and the team at CEO Coaching International asked if I would mind sharing my story. So my coach, Chris, interviewed me during it, and I shared my story of overcoming the loneliness and meaninglessness and purposelessness that I had in my life um, that really led to very dark behaviors, addictive behaviors, and, um, and how I have faced my deepest, darkest flaws, the things that I hated about myself and changed my life and how I leaned into being an impactful, transparent, radically transparent leader. And so I shared my story and my vision of, of creating a thousand millionaires through employee ownership as we grow Stone Age into a billion dollar company. And it was a very emotional story. It's really hard to share it in front of 610 other CEOs. Uh, of course, I'm always afraid that there's going to be judgment and, and that my story won't land, but it landed. It landed really well. And one of the attendees afterwards came up and asked me, how do you find the courage to share that story? I could never get up on stage and tell people about my biggest mistakes, my biggest flaws. And I really appreciate that question because I get asked it a lot. 
Um, I know how hard it is to share uh, the biggest mistake that you've ever made, especially when it has to do with something that has so much stigma like addiction. But I remember the first time that I shared my story with my team. I told them about what had happened. It was during a team building event. I hadn't told anybody uh, about it. And I was compelled to share. We were being very vulnerable with each other. And what happened was amazing. Once I told my story, so many people started sharing their stories of overcoming adversity. And we built this deeper connection. And my team told me, you're so much more real by sharing this story. And I realized how often leaders don't talk about their struggles. They don't talk about the things that they have overcome, right? They're not supposed to have had all these problems. They're supposed to be the leader. They're supposed to know. They're supposed to be perfect. And that is so not true. We connect through adversity. We connect through the hardships that we all share. We want to work for real people, real leaders. And so even though... It's hard to share my story. And yes, I'm sure some people judge me. If I can make an impact in one person's life who can make a change or can do something different or who can share something that they have kept inside and change their life, then that is all that matters. And I know that through experience sharing, you can change people's lives. I know that by other people sharing their experiences with me, their hardships with me, they have changed my life, the way that I look at things. And so to me, the courage isn't about myself. It isn't about worrying about what other people think about me. The courage comes from knowing that you can make a huge impact in somebody's life. And even if it's just one person that you can change, that makes it worthwhile. So yes, it's not easy. And yes, I have practiced my story and I have worked to refine it to make sure that it is as impactful as it can possibly be. But don't ever be afraid to share your story. We connect through stories. We connect through vulnerability. We want to work for leaders who are real. So be real. That's where the courage comes from. So I appreciated that question. All right. With that, I will leave you for uh, your day. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Reflect Forward Advice from a CEO. I will see you next week. And if you like this podcast, please, please, please subscribe to it, write a review, subscribe on my YouTube channel. That's where you're watching it. Um, Share it with a friend. I always appreciate it. It helps with the algorithms. And we need to share these kinds of stories.